obviously you have to come here for something you couldn't get anywhere else. And that's murdering Anne Rice and talking about bat monster penis. So, <laughs> I mean, there probably is no one else talking about that. We are unique. I, you know, I'm sure actually, I, I can't, I can't refute that. If they, if they, we like found some kind of algorithm to skirt, like search through all the podcasts of the world. I'm guarantee you wouldn't find another one like this. Don't know if that's a good thing or not, but you know, (laughs) notoriety is always a thing. I say it's good. (laughs) Welcome. I'm Leah. And I'm Brie. We're your hosts. You've just joined a meeting of the Fang Club, where we discuss the scary, sexy, and sometimes silly vampire films of the 21st century. Sometimes ones that are set on boats. (laughs) And with Nazis. Yes. Although there really aren't any Nazis. I feel like the lack of Nazis made the Nazis more apparent than actual Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) They were glaring in their absence. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of swastikas, but not a lot of actual Nazis. True. Um, so on that note, before we get into this, here's the obligatory spoiler alert for the film we're going to be discussing, which is Blood Vessel. Um, it was released in 2020, so definitely type in 2020 or film when you search it, or you will just get weird Google pictures. What did you find? Just a bunch of diagrams of blood vessels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 like actual blood vessels in your body. I was thinking like vials for people's blood, like ritual, Mm -mm. like, you know, containers to put blood in. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was going more goth than was strictly necessary. (laughs) I wish that would have been cooler. But instead I was just like, what? Show me the movie. (laughs) I was thinking like Angelina Jolie with Billy Bob's blood (laughs) in the the necklace. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) yes so today we're discussing blood vessel uh it's a shutter exclusive it was written and directed by justin dix who is um, an australian filmmaker Uh, this is an australian film this is only his second feature film but he's been in the industry for a long time doing mostly like makeup and special effects work uh which i think you can see in this film it's also very clear that it's an Australian film <laughs> because I feel like that's, you know, stereotypical Americans are usually pretty spot on in most like foreign films. But for some reason, Australians, they just can't get it right. <laughs> they just can't do the American accent. <laughs> they can't. I. It's funny because I feel like that's one of the only accents that Americans are like truly good at is like like bad australian voices you know uh i would i don't think the australians would agree with you i don't know have you heard australians it sounds the same <laughs> i insulted my one australian friend when i did an crocodile dundee sounds like that he literally <laughs> sounds like that like that's not like and this is this is from the point of view of someone who knows what southern people sound like i know it's also stupid but like they have no room to stand on <laughs> I'm just saying an Australian person insulted my Australian accent, so I got a little burned. See, my Australian person was like, that's fair. <laughs> but he said it in an Australian accent that I'm not going to do. Yeah, so. I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try nope. it. Mm-mm. I know better than to immortalize a bad accent on a podcast. I couldn't Jeez. trick you. I tried to trick you into doing no. it. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I might have just woken up from a nap, but I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> Is that your motto? Yeah. <laughs> That's 
not just actually what happened today. <laughs> it's not just the truth. Uh. <laughs> just my weirdly specific motto. <laughs> so what is the sort of quick synopsis of this film? What's the setup of this film? The logline, the tagline. Um, a the elevator of... pitch. That's what I was looking for. I was like, that's Jesus Christ, that's the term. What's the elevator pitch? <laughs> A ragtag group of refugees from World War II um, are in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and stranded out of rations when they spot a very terrifying giant Nazi ghost ship um, because they try to get attention and there doesn't seem to be anyone on board. They sneak on. Turns out some weird shit's up. (laughs) There is something on the ship. (laughs) Yes, and it is not a Nazi. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's a vampire. Well, actually, three vampires. Well, it's a, a familia. <laughs> a weirdly wholesome vampire family that's also evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are straight up evil, but they're like, you know, loyal to each other. They're like, it's a good family unit if you ignore the... Like, the little girl the vampire has one line, and it's familia. <laughs> that's all she says. <laughs> She just wants to get back to her parents, you know, regular kid shit. Can't relate, but (laughs) I was a rebel child. Oh, well, I wasn't. (laughs) Me now, I'm like, mommy, but (laughs) me as a kid, I was like, get out of (laughs) here. I've got stuff to do. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much it. This group of, uh, they're all... uh, people from the allied countries of world war ii so there is um there's not there's not a clear at least maybe i this is not fair to say because i wasn't really paying attention to the beginning of this film because it was quite slow um (laughs) but i mean i looked away and off-brand harrison ford was just gone and no one said anything about it and you missed his death yeah i missed his death and i was like isn't does no one care about the old man where's he at and then you went back and you're like oh yeah he's dead dead he's for sure dead i just blinked and missed it (laughs) i really did i like heard screaming and i was like what what happened and he was gone and i didn't put it together that he died um i was just like wow these guys are assholes they're not looking for him He was the only nice one in the beginning, aside from the Russian guy. Yeah. But there's, like, no clear stated reason about how they got stranded. Yeah, they're all from, like, different, like, war camps. Like, one of two, a couple of them, it's kind of implied, and one of them, it's outright stated that they were prisoners of war. Yeah, the Russian was a, well, how did the Russian get involved? Because Russia was on... Like, Russia wasn't an allied country. There's there's no explanation for how the Russian guy ended up with them. I don't recall anything. I just know that they didn't trust him because he was Russian. Right, yeah. But the, the Australian guy for sure stated that he was in a prisoner of war camp. Um, and then the British lady was a army nurse. Yeah. A field medic or whatever. Um, and then, then there was a British code breaker who it it just seems odd he would end up with them because he seemed like he was kind of important at one point. And then two, just two Americans, just two, two Americans. (laughs) Americans. One of them I'm putting quotes around Americans. (laughs) He was supposed to be American based on his really terrible. Well, no, he was the truest, truest American of them all because he was from all over America. (laughs) 
in all the regional accents. Yes, all of them. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter how they got together because the film is really all about them fighting for survival on this ship. And really not even all of them. Like, it's kind of set up from the get-go that, like, you know everyone's going to die. Or at least the vast majority. It's it's clear it's one of those horror films from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very, like, clear, straightforward, upfront about what kind of movie this is going to be. They don't weigh it down with backstory on either side. You don't get too much vampire lore either. Like, the vampires have no motivation. Um, I mean, you get a little bit of backstory... I'm kind of glad that we didn't get a ton of backstory, like, and that's that's rare coming from me, because I know that this movie doesn't benefit from, like, being slogged down with that. But I also think that, like, just just a smidge more from the vampires would have been nice. But that's also just me Just, like, wanting, a personal preference thing? Yeah, that's yeah. just, like, me wanting vampire lore everywhere. <laughs> um but I, I don't know. I kind I respect what they had going with the weird photo books of the Nazis at Romanian places, like with weird relics and them being all creepy, smiling. Like it, it did sell the story. Like I knew what was happening. Yeah, I mean, they made it clear that the Nazis had like basically kind of captured the vampires and like found them and brought them on board, and we're gonna do who knows what experiment on them or use them as weapons or whatever. Um, So you know how the vampires got on the ship. But beyond that, you just got some, like you said, some great creepy looking relics. Like the the book of vampire lore had this like amazing snake head on the front. And then the like the kind of crypt that the vampires were in was very heavily decorated. And it was very, uh, it just telegraphed that something evil was inside. So of course, one of the dumb characters opened it. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, but you're on a creepy abandoned ship. You've seen two people that have very strange deaths. Like, you don't know what the cause of death was. Something looks very off. And you find this very clearly old world casket. And you're like, yeah, I'm open that. (laughs) Maybe there's treasure inside. It's definitely not a creepy monster. You don't... He already can't physically get all of the Nazi gold that he found. <laughs> He's American. He's greedy, him. remember? But it's like, I just don't understand how you can be greedy to the point of like, there's no way you're taking any of that with you. Like, what... How could you have possibly put anything that is in a giant casket on your person to smuggle off if you thought you were going to survive this? Like, just take the couple of gold bars and go, you know? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) But even then, that's like, that's blood money, you sick freak. I know, I know. I guess he figures better better that he has it than the Nazis, but blood money indeed. Joke's on him, because even if he did make it off, Nazi gold was not actually uh, usable, so, heh. <laughs> That's true. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We We can say that from 2022. <laughs> Sucker. Uh, yeah, but it's a very, like, straightforward setup, and for that, I respected it. It knew what kind of movie it was. It executed it to the best of its ability, like... And for the cast to... Like, they, they chose the characters extremely well to work with the fact that it wasn't going to be, like, very intense acting. You right. Know? It's not a character piece. They're there to get killed off. 
in inventive ways. <laughs> and they and they knew that and the especially American guy was given it as all to be like, yep, I deserve death. So, you know, in it, it is and it is very like the point of these movies is to be like entertaining, you know? And I was I was entertained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it's definitely like just fun. It's like a They good didn't plot. have to pull at my heartstrings so much with the Russian guy. But I also know that I'm just weak, and it was probably mostly because he was very attractive. He was. The Russian was the hottest of the ragtag band of soldiers. But it it wasn't even that, like, he was truly that attractive. Like, I mean, he could be. I don't know. I don't really remember. But I think it's just because, like, everyone else was so (laughs) (laughs) average-looking that he just, like, stood, you know. I mean, the girl was hot, too. But she had, like, a very, like, prissy uptight vibe about her that I was, like, I knew something was up with her. And then as soon as she got bit by creepy vampire child, I was, like, oh, yeah, she's going to be the vampire that escapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we did. We did get a good final vampire girl ending. <laughs> she had the most badass last line. I was, like, you know what? I respect this. This is a good ending. <laughs> I wasn't with it when the Australian guy was drowning and she gets rescued. I was like, oh, come on. This is predictable. But then she said what she said. And I was like, kudos. Kudos. So what type of vampires are the vampires in this film? Um, We mentioned that they're pretty much just kind of straight up evil monsters. But how else would you describe them? They look like straight up evil monsters too. It, it, it's it's literally a bat person, bat people. Well, the little girl looks like a little girl, and then at one point she gets like glowing yellow eyes. But the two mo- mommy and daddy vamp were like straight up bat people. <laughs> they are, and they the faces of of daddy vamp in particular really reminded me of marcus from underworld evolution when he's in full bat mode yeah and i loved that creature design so i wasn't mad about this one i mean the vampires both mom and dad vamp were very it was a makeup look it was practical effects um so it was definitely like a person in makeup in a suit um but i didn't mind that i kind of liked it honestly i didn't find it like distracting at all i was i was fully immersed like oh these are monsters yeah it was it was well done to me like for for what it was and i think that's where you can see that justin dix comes from this like makeup practical effects kind of special effects world is the kind of care that was put into those that vampire creature design and the look um but there's definitely like there was without a doubt like a little bit of humor embedded in the creature design as well as just the whole story. Because I mean, Nazi vampires, like, of course it's going to be, it's going to be a little tongue in cheek. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And the fact that like you do get that with kind of the over the top bat people vampires. And then also I think the most, where it stood out the most for me was the fact that like the late the wife the lady vampire was like just basically like slap like a wig and slightly feminine eye makeup on 
man vampire and you're it was like the disney version of like animals being hot you know like a hot lady they had to make her just a little bit feminine yeah yeah she had like a really terrible like black wig on for no reason it's true she had to have hair even though daddy vamp didn't have any yeah yeah and she had to be like very sensual looking for no reason <laughs> like it just kept zooming in on her making like these weird like pursed lip expressions <laughs> like there's no way that wasn't intentional <laughs> right and also i felt like uh the the main bat daddy vamp like he had a lot of fun with the hands too because the both of the the more monstrous vampires because the daughter really was just kind of creepy horror movie child she didn't really look like a a full-fledged bat monster like the parents did um but she did when she was getting burned alive but yes yes then then her her (laughs) i guess maybe her being just a creepy child was like a uh a glamour or something yeah because she she also was able to kind of get into anyone's head and look how they like she looked like um the one girl's the one lady's dead daughter mm-hmm. and then yeah like the lady vamp at one point looked like the guy's like ex-wife so i think that they were able to kind of just like create a glamour and appear how they wanted to look but so she probably did look like a bat child <laughs> yeah probably she just was like glamored for the entire because like it was supposed to be like a i'm putting it in quotes again a slow reveal of the fact that it was vampires <laughs> because you get like the creepy child that bites someone and then like immediately that one guy the terrible accent wanders away and opens the casket and gets attacked by batman but it was kind of like a blood red sky thing where i was like i know it's vampires just show me the vampires like let's get to it <laughs> it was a very very slow build it and was. then it was like it didn't stop. <laughs> yeah. And once it got in, it was going. Yeah. yeah. But what I was saying is the um, the main big bad daddy vamp had like very Nosferatu-like hands with the long nails. And the performer who was um, doing that character had so much fun with the hands and using the hands and showing the hands on camera and clicking his nails together. <laughs> and like he was utilizing those Nosferatu hands to their fullest effect. And I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's like the, the, um, the modern equivalent is how everyone was obsessed with that chick from Euphoria's hand acting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the vampire equivalent of that. See, hand acting has always been a thing. Get with it. Nosferatu did it first, Maddie. <laughs> Is that her name? I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch Euphoria. I've only seen the memes. <laughs> it's. I know. I feel like I watch it through Twitter, but like it's too much for me. I don't. I don't think I can do it. I don't want to see children having sex. It just seems like drama porn. I don't know. Which is like ironic for me to say because I watch all sorts of dark stuff, but like most of it's like that's like removed from reality, though. Yeah, like. Nazi vampires is is different than like actual <laughs> than like genuine trauma. Like that's true. <laughs> like I feel like this is a healthier outlet. Maybe it's true. I, don't I, know. I mean, I yeah, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I'm not sure my logic would hold up. Like post me listening to this, being like Brie, what the hell? <laughs> but right now, it seems like it makes sense. So. Seems solid. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so we have these uh, these vampires that have a really fun creature design. Um, and as you said, they have some uh, interesting powers. One of the powers they have is like a psychic power where they can, as you said, kind of get in the head of their victim and make their victim um, see a different person. So it's not like the vampire actually like transforms to look like someone else. They just trick their victim into thinking that they look like this person, whether it's, you know, the victim's dead daughter or um, wife that they left at home, that kind of stuff. But the best power was for sure something I had never seen. Well, I, no, I don't think we've seen it before. Maybe, maybe, similar to something that happened in the other Shudder movie we covered. Oh, uh, Jacob's Wife. Jacob's Wife. Maybe kind of similar to that in the fact that this vampire was able to kind of, like, puppeteer people and, like, use them to, like, talk to other people when he was in a different area. Yeah, so if if the... If one, if the vampire had bitten um, a human, um, then the vampire could almost kind of possess that human and speak through them and move their limbs and that kind of and stuff. When that human got hurt, it also hurt the vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a two way connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which they didn't use really. No, I thought they were going to do more with that. Yeah, but they that didn't. Been cool. Yeah. Instead, we get like the medic lady being like, I don't know what to do with this knife and like loosely stabbing (laughs) the guy. And then the vampire's like, kind of like, oh, I've gotten a little bit stabbed. (laughs) That's it. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I can't carry on. Uh, and but the vampire's weaknesses were pretty standard. It was holy water, crosses, fire. I'm assuming sunlight because the whole movie takes place at night. Yeah. Um. Um. And they were like hidden in the bowels of the ship. Mm-hmm. So even though they had some like fun, unusual powers, they their weaknesses were pretty standard. Yeah. And we we did get some fun like toss away, very sur- superficial lore with the Russian character. Because he, at one point, says that he thought that vampires were just, like, the stories he was told as a kid to, like, frighten you. And so they're all kind of, like, picking his brain, being like, what do you know about vampires? And so he's at one point he tosses out the word Strigoi, and he does some other stuff, you know, he says some other stuff, and he's the only one that knew, like, what their weaknesses would be. Um, and he's the one that finds, like, the crazy cross relic that he is able to kind of bat off the possession for <laughs> bat off <laughs> he's able to like uh fend off the possession enough to like do what he was supposed to do to save the other two mm-hmm. um <laughs> that turned out crazy <laughs> hot russian died for nothing <laughs> so these vampires once they bite a victim, the victim becomes susceptible to possession, and then eventually it seems like they turn, the victims turn into vampires themselves. So there is definitely just, like... they're not, they're not ever gonna be, like, autonomous vampires. It seems like they're always going to be linked to the vampire that bit them. Yeah, kind of like a vampire horde situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they they seem to have kind of, like, a hive mind, because, like, when one of them got hurt or killed, the, the rest of them felt it... Um, so I think that, like, 
it would still be like ultimately the head vampire dude who would make all the decisions like and then the rest of them were kind of just his vampire puppets yeah yeah that's the sense i got as well so there was definitely this element of like infection spreading through the ship um and lots of gross vein yeah 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 and it ratcheted up the tension of like you know who's been bitten who's who's you know that kind of stuff so the hot russian gets bitten and so he basically has (laughs) he has a real 30 days of night ending when he's like okay i'm gonna sacrifice myself to save the the two remaining survivors um the british nurse lady who is also bitten but he doesn't realize that even though he fucking saw it happen (laughs) i'm so done with that (laughs) like you're you put it together that you were bitten so you're going to turn even though you're not feeling any symptoms yet you saw the vampire monster child bite your friend lady and you're just like nah she's fine (laughs) wishful wishful thinking i guess i guess so so the russian and the australian guy have kind of teamed up at the end they have a a pretty good scene where they get to like slay a bunch of the vampire hordes i wanted them to win i wanted them to defeat like the the lady and be like damn that sucks and then like move on and then just be like the weirdest friends ever because like in in a world war ii like the war's ongoing and just being like, yeah, my best friend's a communist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just love that. Like, where's their buddy cop movie? You know? I mean, Woodwatch. At the bottom of the ocean. That's where it's at. <laughs> so the buddy, the buddy movie is not to be, and the Russian says, I'll, you know, sacrifice, sacrifice myself, blow up the ship. And then he tells the Australian, like, go find go find the lady and you two get off And then, the like, the most, the, the randomest, most heartfelt acting for no reason. It's like, it's like in the last, the last, the first kill where the moms acted for no reason. Like, they were really acting and no one else was. This Russian dude, like, pulled out all the, he's not Russian, he's American, but the, the Russian character, like, was, like, fully, like, you tell her to, like, live a good life. And he was just, like, giving it his all. And I was like, damn, boy, like, I don't need to be feeling this. He was gearing up for the heroic sacrificial death. He was was feeling it. And then that was honestly my favorite part of the movie was when he was, like, fighting the vampire's, like, possession. And he had to keep, like, oh, that was that. And then, like, the initial team-up with him and the Australian dude when they, like, ran into, like, the weird room of like actual nazi vampires that they take care of relatively quickly um and the one looks like he's in a scoops ahoy uniform (laughs) his little navy uniform (laughs) i'm sorry navy uniforms especially i looked up a picture because i was like please tell me that that is not not accurate yeah but it is sadly (laughs) that's just what sailor uniforms looked like even the german ones (laughs) yeah so that uh kind of brings me to what i wanted to talk about next like how did you feel about the violence in this film because i think there were like some good set pieces but like overall how did you feel about the kills they weren't gory enough there weren't there it was like the whole point of this movie was to be like over the top like you can't tell me that a movie called blood vessel about nazi vampires like well, it's really not. I, I feel like that's a very misleading tagline. It's not about Nazi vampires. <laughs> it's about it's about a, a, a Romanian vampire family dug up against their will, 
on a Nazi ship. <laughs> That's like really fucked up, actually, to be like Nazi vampires. Those poor Romanians were just minding their own business. <laughs> they got disinterred by the Nazis and put in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> it's not their fault. They're the real victims here. <laughs> Vampire rights. <laughs> I'm going to start picketing. Um, no, so, I mean, but you would think that it would be, like, extremely over the top with the violence, too. And honestly, like, the most gory kill, or at least the most, like, intense kill, was, like, the accidental shooting that happens in the beginning. I mean, the actual, like, in when it's, like, the tense moment when they don't know what's on the ship yet, and there is a single Romanian man that's been like behind this like enclosed door safely away from whatever's on the ship and they can't speak to him because none of them speak romanian and he's like trying to be like you've got that evil child behind you and they yeah don't know he's trying he's to saying. warn them yeah and they they think that he's the one that's crazy and so like guns go off and he gets shot and he falls back into that room he was in but then like the actual the only, like, sane American that we have is, like, shot in the head, like, right, like, point blank right in front of you, and you're just like, oh! And so I was expecting, like, that level, but, like, Right, because that starts you off, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, all of the actual bat kills we get are just kind of, like, the bat guy just being, like, <laughs> on the neck of someone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were some good... I think when the when Mama Vampire got killed, that was a good kill. Yeah, um, she got beheaded. So that She was got beheaded, intense. and her head got kicked into the ocean, and it was pretty good. I would have um, kicked her head, too. I know. And then I did like the scene where the Russian and the Australian teamed up and were fighting the, like, not the actual Nazi vampire horde. But I wanted the rest of the violence to kind of live up to that level, and I felt like... It didn't. And especially because the story was so straightforward and the like creature design was so great. And they could have gone all out. Yeah. I was waiting for the action and the violence to like match that level. And in my mind, it never did, which didn't ruin the film for me, but I think it would have just kicked it up a notch if it were a little bit bloody. I would have gone from fully just making fun of it to like genuinely kind of liking it if yeah. it was that much more over the top, I think. Um yeah. but like I said, it's not a bad movie. I I had fun watching it, but it was just kind of like I don't know. I feel like it, it didn't it didn't fully commit to being batshit insane where it should have. <laughs> I agree, and I think it like it it did what it set out to do and it did it well and like if if our description of the film like piques your interest, totally watch it. Like it's it's a lean, mean ninety minutes. It's fun. It's old school, um, in a good way, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just it just never like kicked up into the next gear for my taste personally. No, I feel the same way. But I mean, I also think that like that tongue in cheek ending really made up for a lot of it. That's true. Me. That's so, true. So I don't know. I think it's kind of worth it just to see that last shot. It's true. It's true. I would say, uh, I'm trying to think. So like, I would say for listeners of our show, if you liked Blood Red Sky, check this one out. I don't think this one is as um, nasty as Blood no. Red Sky, but it's the same kind of like tense setup. It's kind of like um like a, a goofier 
water version of 30 Days of Night, too. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say, like, if you like 30 Days of Night, this might be your jam. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's truly, like, it's going to be a bad time for everyone. Like, yeah. there's not and a And you know that going sight. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and you know that because none of them have any character development. They're just there to get killed. Yeah. Like, even, even the most likable character, you really don't know anything about him. Yeah. So he could be kind of horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, I totally respect that, like, simple setup. And it sets it up. It pays it off. It was solid. I, I like the I like the equal treatment of the characters to the monsters. They were like, yeah, neither of you get development or backstory. You're both <laughs> just what you are. Yeah, and that's kind of fun, especially I feel it's a, like it's a, it's a little bit beautiful. It's yeah, kind yeah. of like it's kind of like a very good representation of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I don't want to think when I watch a movie. Sometimes I just want to watch humans and monsters kill each other. Yes. And that's fine. <laughs> I don't need I don't need nuanced morality. <laughs> nah. <sighs> Although I kind of like brought it in on myself when I was like, wait, those Romanians didn't do anything. I know. I know. We we now I'm thinking it. about it. Yeah, we yeah. managed it ourselves. We brought the <laughs> we brought the new. I know that that's definitely not the intention of the writer of this movie. They had no actual desire to grapple with any kind of ethical dilemma. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> And I think, like, that, honestly, not having Nazis in the movie, like, really sort of in a way allowed the movie to be simpler that way. Because you didn't have to, like, think about the – even the ethics of, like, portraying Nazis on screen or whatever. Like, you just didn't even have to think about it because they weren't around and it was fine. (laughs) I liked that. And I also – I kind of enjoyed how they – barely like surface level played with it just in the very beginning with like the fact that they had a single russian and the rest of them uh had i mean for the most part it was like allies and then the russian guy so i mean it's just funny because it's like i don't know it's just weird you don't think about so much the actual politics of all of the other countries when you're thinking about World War II, you're kind of just like Nazis versus everyone. Mm-hmm. When that really wasn't the case, everyone kind of hated each other. And they, still, <laughs> they still do, you know. So yeah. they banded together against the Nazis, but like temporarily. I mean, literally, the Americans were straight up about being like, "I'm not actually too sure what side the Australians are on." <laughs> yeah, I think there's a line in there where the one of the Americans is like, "I didn't even know you guys were in the war." <laughs> And then there were, there's they like did, a line. They never made it off of their coast, so that's fair. <laughs> that's a fair assumption. And then there's a line where, like, the British, one of the British characters and the Australian character kind of, like, bicker, and the, the British guy calls the Australian guy a convict. And, like, so there is a little bit of that in the script kind of uh, gestured at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it had, like, fun moments, like the fact that the guy that was the most, like, uh cantankerous about getting along with everyone else is one of the first to get like brutally killed by the vampire bat guy and then also <laughs> like the the stuffy code breaker dude who was like the one calling everyone convicts and all of that like he tried to sell british secrets to the nazis to escape and he i was like so fast to save his own ass i was like really you were so terrified to get on a nazi vessel yet you're gonna call them up and be like hey Come pick me up me. <laughs> <laughs> what a yeah. wet blanket 
for sure. Yeah, I wasn't sad. He deserved that little girl like attacking him. Yeah, I wasn't sad when he died. (laughs) It was actually genuinely hilarious because his death was the one where the vampire guy was like possessing him and like made him talk to the people through him. And uh, at (laughs) one point after he gets like stabbed because they're like, okay, enough of this shit, like you're dead. Um, he like goes back into himself and he's just like, why would you do this? Like, <laughs> you know why. <laughs> he's trying to play innocent. He's like, oh, what did I do? I didn't do anything. You literally were on the phone with the Nazis you were two gonna, minutes ago. You're going to sell, you're going to sell British secrets to Germany. <laughs> what do you mean? What did you do? <laughs> true enemy of this movie was that guy (laughs) (laughs) i mean the other american dude was just just ignorant you know this guy was like bad (laughs) yeah yeah for sure (laughs) so yeah it was fun it was a very it this is kind of a throwaway little movie like it's not i was gonna say lighthearted, but that's not true lighthearted as a horror film gets i guess yeah i mean it's it's fun it's fun so yeah we thought we'd switch it up we were doing like a lot of tv and a lot of sexy vampires and a lot of lore heavy stuff and so brie and i both wanted to do something that was like more horry and more scary Mm -hmm. and also like didn't have teenagers in it yes thank god but i mean i will say like i'm not no no shame here if you thought that the vampire in this movie was sexy like i don't get it but more for you yeah no shame i will say i'm i'm a little i'm shaming a little bit with the nail thing <laughs> that's that's gross <laughs> file those please <laughs> he can't make his 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 vat, his bat wife happy with those nails He's got to have some help, some toys. He's not using (laughs) those fingers for anything. (laughs) That's even funnier if you're, like, fully envisioning, like, an actual, like, creature that doesn't have, like, any bits, you know? (laughs) So he needs those fingers. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I did it. I brought it to a place that it shouldn't have gone. Now you're thinking about bad vampire dicks. So on that note, we'll sign off before we go any further. You know, it's really a mixed bag what you're going to get from us. It's true. It's true. I feel like it's pretty much guaranteed if we record at night, it's going to be loopier. But I think those are the best ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can't see a way that this this one would have turned out better. <laughs> There's not really any kind of intellectual or analytical debate to be had over blood vessel. <laughs> no. And I, yeah, I don't think that Justin Dix would have it any other way. I don't think he wanted us to be having an intellectual conversation about this movie, which I respect. We're respecting the authorial intent. <laughs> For once. For once. <laughs> Literally killed Anne Rice psychically. But... Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I'm kind of convinced that you did. I did. I you genuinely did. psychically killed that woman. You did. You did. Like, if you had the the scales in front of me, I would not pass the test. <laughs> like, I'm a murderer. <laughs>
well, we took it further. So on that note, <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for this meeting of the fan club. If you enjoy what we do, remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify if you can. It just helps other listeners find our show. So if you want to find show notes or any other related information, we have that in the episode description. And if you want to share anything with us, you can find us on Instagram and or Twitter at fanclubpod. We also have an email, which is fanclubpod at gmail.com. And thank you so much to our Kofi supporters. You pay our Buzzsprout subscription every month. So you make it so that we get to run this podcast at no cost to us. And we really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Um, Truly on that note. Is is it not me who killed Anne Rice, but you? <laughs> you, you guys you, enabled it. <laughs> you, dear listeners, killed Anne Rice with me. You are complicit. <laughs> uh, well, if you would like to join our Kofi supporters and uh, join in their complicity, you can find us at www.kofi.com slash fanclub. That's www.ko-fi.com slash fanclub. If you want to be party to future killing of authors psychically. And the best way to support us is just to listen and tell your friends. So we will see you next time. We'll see you next time.